Hello and welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm your host, Adam Tarno, joined as always by my co-host, John McGee. John, why don't you let the audience know what time it is right now when we're recording this? <laughs> yes, it's a little after 7.45. And so we decided yes. we, we did a podcast recently in the morning. We said, man, that, that worked so much better. Just like the research said, we have got more energy, more yeah. clarity in the morning. So we, you know, the folks we're gonna who scheduled try it out. Let's, let's do it in the morning. Yeah. And I think we met like nine ten. Yeah. And we looked at our, our ske- <laughs> person who helped scheduled us said, let's see what kind of men these two guys are and scheduled us for 745. So anyway, so now, seriously, why don't you let the audience know yeah. what our topic is today? So we're talking about a topic that's meant a lot to you. You would say it was, you know, I don't know if it's life changing, but it was maybe the, maybe the best idea I heard in 2018. And it was, is that yeah, it was, the bar it was too a, high? The podcast we did where Todd talked about toasting pop tarts and putting butter on them. Uh, that was probably 2017's best idea, oh, but, okay. or uh, maybe number two from 2018. But that was a really good idea. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me of that. I remember how that, just your eyes lit up on that one. We're not talking about that. We are talking about um, a good leadership kind of framework, yeah. uh, desires and goals. You shared with the staff, um, and I think it was, uh, was really, really helpful. And I, I'm going to turn it to you, but uh, I would say, Stick with this one. Yeah. So what's going to happen? The first time you shared this with me, I go, that, that's a, this is a great sales training. Yeah. I had a sales organization. We were selling widgets. I was trying to get a bunch of people to sell widgets. I would pay you to come do that talk and we'd sell more widgets. Uh, the more I thought about it afterwards, I thought this is a fantastic uh kind of framework for pastors and those in Christian ministry and Christian leadership. Yeah. And so it was, it was, it was like about the fall of 2018. I had lunch with a friend of mine named Randy Marshall and uh, he made a comment when we were having lunch about a talk that he had done for years and some, uh, some training and different things around churches and with other businesses here in town and around the country. And he just, just threw this line out there. He just said, yeah, a lot of leaders get their, their goals and their desires mixed up. And it was one of those ones that kind of stuck with me. It wasn't necessarily the purpose of our mm-hmm. lunch meeting. And so I didn't double click on it. I just kind of let that go and just said, all right, that, that's really interesting. So I woke up the next morning and I couldn't <laughs> stop thinking about what do you he, mean we get our you. goals and our desires mixed up? And I knew Randy had done, again, some teaching around the country. And I was like, I'm going to go to YouTube. I bet there's something of him teaching this out on YouTube. And I straight up found this video from 1991 that was probably transferred from a VHS yeah. over, uh, over out, <clears throat> excuse me, transferred from a VHS digitally and put out there on YouTube. And I watched it. It was like 20 minutes and I just wrote notes and I said, that is amazing. I've never, I've never heard that. And it was about this topic of personal goal setting, which as a leader, and I'm sure all of our listeners have heard something on this topic mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. And so I had heard about the importance of planning and goal setting it's just kind of a self-discipline, self-leadership, no brainer that successful people or productive people have to do something with this. But Randy, he, he used a framework I'd never heard before that, uh, that I found to be helpful. And it's just been something that I've been sharing with as many people as they, uh, whoever will listen, I'll talk about this. And I find myself going back to it personally and organizationally all the time. And so the really good news about this is that we're not selling a book or a workshop, so you don't have to go out and buy a book. Uh, all you really need is a sheet of paper folded in half, and then you can you can play this framework out uh, out for you. So I, probably a lot of people are driving around or on a run or a walk right now, and they can't do that. When you get back to your office or back to your home, you can do that. Get a sheet of paper, fold it in half, and uh, and then just at the top on the left-hand column, just write goals and on the right-hand column, write desires. And then we kind of go from there. Love it. Love it. Once you kind of tee this up and um, explain it, and then we'll talk about how to yeah. Uh, apply it. Yeah. So it's, it's really pretty simple. So here's, here's the way that, uh, that Randy would say to think about a goal. A goal is this, it's something which only you can accomplish 
and it's largely in your control. Okay. So that's what a goal is something in which only you can accomplish. And it's largely within your control. A desire though, is something that you want that is out of your control, or it depends on someone helping you to accomplish that. And so as you think about all the different things that you want personally, organizationally, uh, for your family or for maybe your ministry team or anything like that, that it really, your desires and goals can be split up into those two categories. What are the things that I can control? And if it, if it really only depends on me doing it, that's a goal. What are the things where I'm going to need other people to be involved? If, if uh, other people need to be involved, then that's a desire. And then he would go on just real quickly and say, you work for your goals. You pray for your desires. A goal is predictable. A desire is unpredictable. A goal has to do with activities. A desire has to do with the results of activities. And that's, that's it. That's the basic framework of the difference between the two. And so if you have any questions or comments on today's episode, (laughs) send us an email. Yeah. So, but this has some, has some really uh, significant implications uh, for leaders in different ways that we can apply this. And so, uh, so John, I I like what you said that this to me, when I heard that on the surface, didn't blow your mind. It's like, yeah, that sounds like sales training, but as you've thought about it more, you've realized how helpful this can be. Why don't you share yeah, a little bit so I, more? I think Randy actually trained uh, insurance salesmen, is right. right? Which yeah. this is, like, I've heard this story before. You ask an insurance salesman, how was your day? And he goes, it was a great day. And you think, uh, the, the, the good ones anyway, and uh, you think what he's going to say is, I closed 20 deals. And yeah. what he'll say is, I made 30 calls. Yeah, I did the things that I was supposed to do today was amazing. And, um, and so that's how you like make it as a salesman. You do the things that only you can, can do and that you can control. And I just kind of keep working that system. So which, so if you're an insurance salesman, I've never sold insurance, but I bet you that's a good way to do life. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a pastor Yeah, and, uh, that it becomes a really good way to do life. And it's not a pragmatic way to do life. It's, I think it's a decidedly Christian way yeah. uh, to lead and to go through life. And so it's this affirmation that there's, you, know, you talked about the, the things that people control. And so as pastors or as Christian leaders, we're talking about the things that God uh, controls. Amen. And so uh, I was going to battle, uh, you know, Proverbs um, 21, 31 says, I'm supposed to make the horses ready, but victory belongs to the Lord. There you go. So I can, there's some things I can do. And then if I win, uh, that that goes in kind of God's column, but yeah. I, but I did my part. And you think about Paul, you know, Paul said, I planted and Apollos, he watered, but if this thing grew, it, it was God. Yes. And so Paul just spent his life planting and probably watering and planting. And he'd come back to the churches and make sure that they were still doing well. And he, and he, and he watered, but he knew Paul in several different ways talked about how God was the one that would bring about change. And so he just spent his time doing the things. Uh, he set goals to do the things that I don't I doubt he actually had your piece of paper. Yeah, I don't think he folded Imagine it Imagine what the apostle Paul would have been able to do had he but had that this parchment, framework. To fold that parchment would have been very difficult. The <laughs> crease probably wouldn't have been there. Yes. Uh, so, but I think, I think uh, it's in those, that same kind of vein. Yeah, yeah. And we think about the other metaphor or another metaphor that Paul used that I think is fantastic and a, and a great model for uh, really the Christian life and certainly the life of leaders that if the hardworking farmer. And so you think about the farmer that's out there that is doing all that they can do to till the soil, plant the seeds, uh, try to provide some irrigation and some water and go out there and tend to your flocks. But he is wildly dependent on the Lord to make it rain. And there's still a tremendous amount of mystery to what the farmer does and how things happen. And so again, just trying to control only what you can control, which are some really helpful 
reminders for us as leaders. And so Randy would go on and talk about how one of the keys to leadership is just reminding yourself as often as possible who's in control. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those things that uh, I find myself as a leader multiple times a day being bombarded with problems, questions, uh, things that are broken, dreaming about ideas multiple times a day going, okay, yeah, that'd be great if that happened. What can I control right now? Because that's, that's, my, that's my goal. Uh, that's, that, I only can control what I can control. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to put on my to-do list goals, things that I can accomplish. If it's going to rely on other people or uh, something that's outside of my control, I need to label that correctly. Because otherwise, as we know that the Proverbs say in Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm -hmm. But it was really interesting. A desire, there's our word, fulfilled, uh, is the tree of life. And so just labeling these things the right way can be so helpful as a leader, just as you're trying to think about your day and accomplish what it is that you feel the Lord has called you to accomplish. John, you want to do something we've never done on the podcast before? We already are. Let's play a game. Okay. All right, here we go. This will help you to get your arms around what is a goal, what is a desire. So it's simply the game. What is it? Is this a goal or a desire? All right, so I'm just going to I'm going to throw something out there and you label it. We're going to see how well you understand this concept. Oh, man. Okay. This right. is early. All right. Uh, watch all eight episodes of the Star Wars movies prior to the new one that's going to come out. Uh, that's something I control. That would be a goal. Absolutely. That's a goal. Complete a marathon. I'm going to say that's a desire. Why? Because I can, I can control the training. Yeah. I can, you know, I can show up, lace up, but, uh, as has been the case before, I can't control if I'm going to get hurt or blow out a knee or a back or something. Yes. How many times does that happen to you? Um, two or three. Now I'm asking you this question. You're not bragging. How many marathons have you completed? I I don't know. It's not. No, that seriously, you can't remember. Truly. That's not, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. More than two. Yes. Oh, wow. Man. All right. Grow the size of your church. Goal or desire? No, but I'm really, really glad that you brought that up. That would be a desire. Yeah. So no. unpack that. Why Why are you glad we brought that one up? Well, because I think that's, um, that is something that pastors talk a lot about and they walk into rooms and is your church growing and my church is this big and all those kind of things. And they spend their energy trying to manipulate that. Yeah. And I think do some, some things that are unbecoming yeah. of a Christian shepherd or pastor or elder, uh, as opposed to keeping their head down and doing the things that scriptures called them to do and just trusting the Lord. Just shepherd. And there it's we a go. Good, good way to live. I like that. Okay. Call each first time guest who attends your weekly service. As long as it's not, you know, 5,000 of them, that would be a goal. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, record an excellent podcast. That would be a desire. Yes. And that's why we're recording in the morning. Right. Because Because part of our desires is we want to put out not just great content, but we want to have some energy as well. And as we were sitting around thinking about how we can make this podcast uh, more helpful, we thought maybe some energy, some more energy would be better. And so that's why we're trying this. It's something that we can control. Correct. Showing up a little bit uh, early. All right. So um, exercise 10 times a month. Uh, I'm going to put that in the goal category. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a goal. Zero inbox. When I shared this one with staff. There were so many grumblings. Started, started a fight, didn't you? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to, I'm personally going to put that one in desire. And it's, <laughs> that's where most people were. And so all the, uh, all the accountants and Enneagram fives, we were like, absolutely not. That's a yeah. goal. You yeah. can do that. Um, all right. So improve your marriage. You guys just got back from a marriage conference that you, uh, that you hosted. Yeah. Um, golly. That, I think I, I really do feel like there's, um, yeah, that's so nuanced. Yes. The wrong guy. So I can do my part. Uh, I can become a better husband yeah. that, I, that I can do. Yeah. And the marriage, uh, the marriage part, that would be a desire. Yes, exactly. And that's why I, using that word improve 
kind of like with complete a marathon. Yeah. Uh, so I want to improve my marriage. How would we take that down? Well, that's a, that's a desire. And there's a lot of things I could do. Let's start to think about the things I could do. Uh, I could have conversations with my wife every night. I could send text messages, you know, all these different things. You start to get down to the goals with all that. So I, I too would put that one in in the uh, desire category. I think you were, uh, I think you were perfect. Yes. So good job. Uh, I've got no money and no prizes for you for winning that game show. <laughs> so um, John, here's why I think this is so helpful. And, and we'll start to land the plane here is this, is that uh, I think for, for some leaders sitting there listening right now, uh, this may be a big source of their personal frustration mm-hmm, right now, mm-hmm. that they may be discouraged. They may be feeling like they're pushing boulders uphill every day. And what really is going on is that they've been mis- mislabeling their goals and their desires. They have been ambitious. They sat down in January or February. They mapped out their their year. They mapped out their quarter. They wrote these wildly ambitious goals, and they don't know if they're reaching them. They don't feel like they're making any progress. And, uh, and so they're now here towards the end of the year, starting to feel like a failure. They don't know if 2019 is going to be going the way that they thought it was. And so they're just down and frustrated. And it may be because they filled their goals up with desires and, uh, they wrote the wrong things down and they started going after the wrong things. Okay. So are you writing your goals and desires down these days? So, yeah, I, I will say this. If I start to go through a period of discontentment where I'm feeling like life is out of control or I'm just, I, I, or it feels like it has no purpose or I'm just spread thin, I I will literally open up on, uh, I, I won't do the sheet of paper, but I'll open up one note. And I'll just write goals versus desires. And I'll just start asking myself the question, what do I want right now? And, and I'm really just trying to flesh out the desires. Like what, what's in my heart? I want some things and I try not to judge the things that I want because I really want it to be just kind of an audit of what's going on in my heart. And I just write everything down that I'm feeling like I want right now that I don't have. Hmm. And, um, and then I start to take a look at that and just seeing it on paper sometimes is going, okay. That's why I'm frustrated right now because I want these things and I'm not getting them. I try not to over-spiritualize that list right away. I just try to get it on paper or get Mm -hmm. it on the screen. Mm -hmm. Then it's now I start to pray through that. All right, Lord, this desire's there. This probably isn't of you, you know, or this is just my selfishness or this is just my desire for comfort or something like that. Now, some of them are really good and just going, okay, now what can I do? What do I, what can I control to get there? I probably think about it more in like, 30, 60, 90 day windows, yep. not, not for the whole year. Do you write down your goals? Um, <clears throat> I, no, I've, 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 I've moved away. Not that I wouldn't do it again. Uh, in my twenties I did, uh, now, uh, I'm more, you know, I think about, um, another way to, to kind of frame this up would be, uh, inputs and outputs. Yeah. And, um, so where we were talking beforehand, the, the four disciplines of execution, uh, leading and lagging indicators. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I tend to look at all the things that are on my plate balls I want to move down the field and just think about what are, what are the next steps uh, for that. I, I generally have some, um, well, I, I, I guess I would write down my big kind of hairy, audacious desires yeah, uh, and then just think about the next steps. I mean, there's some things that I just, I want to see happen. We <laughs> Awaken was amazing. Um, this year was our, our conference for young adults and I found myself just agitated uh, that it was, it was only here in the U.S. Yeah. I just so want that thing but to But that's go. such a great example. Yeah. So here it is. You have this, another way to call a desire is vision. And yeah. so as leaders, yeah, it's good. not bad to have these desires and to have these visions. That's what makes you a leader. And you need to hold these desires, especially the ones that are honorable, uh, glorify the Lord, are good for the world. Hold those desires up high. Um, and you have this desire to see Awaken Go International, but then, and, and it like, it keeps you up at night. 
And the only way you don't get frustrated by that and, and like a get depressed is you got to break it down into what you can yeah. control. Take, take the next steps. Yeah. You know, I think that that whole idea of taking the next wise step and doing what you can do. Yeah. You know, and these are the things I, I, I can't make people in South Africa, want, yeah. to, you know, want to awaken. So what we can do is I can do the part that I can play, which is candidly increasingly smaller because of the team is, uh, the, the young adult team is so incredible. Um, it's just help that thing be all that it's supposed to be and uh, be as excellent as it uh, can be and then trust God. Yeah. And if he wants to grow that, that would scale internationally, that would be a lot of fun. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. I like how you applied this as your, with your family, as you saw your oldest getting ready to go to college, you had a bunch of desires. What were some of the desires you had as you were seeing that shot clock almost come down to zero? Yeah, so you're talking about the, the ballpark? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we just said, hey, let's, what if we try to see a, um, a baseball game in every major league baseball park? Right. And I remember sitting there at the table and that sounded like a crazy desire at the time. Yeah. And um, what we, what Pam and I would do is we'd break it down kind of in, you know, different segments uh, or different kind of, I, I guess, um, yeah, parts of the country. And we could go and see, you know, everything in the Northeast. We could go see everything in the uh, West Coast or those kind of things. And uh, so it took us five years. And and so we would just do, you know, kind of the the parts that we could do. And there were some snafus. There were some, uh, there were some rain uh, delays and things like that that messed up the, the calendar. And some places we thought we would be at certain times we weren't. And so at the very, very end, uh, you know, literally just a couple weeks before, our oldest went to college. We finished up, you yeah. know, just came in sliding just, just, uh, you know, <laughs> just at, in time. And, uh, man, what a fun, yeah. what a fun way, uh, to see the country, to make a bunch of memories. And so that was, a, I think one of the things would be set, set big desires, things that, that kind of seem, uh, at times overwhelming at the, um, uh, in the moment and then just take the next little step, little, little step. component, uh, steps. And I think what, what will happen is you'll look back and be really, really glad that you did Any, anything. I think you and I have set ourselves out to do like that's big, uh, and we've put our head down. Um, we've been really encouraged and really, um, really glad after yeah. the fact. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the only thing that allows us to sleep at night oftentimes is being able to keep these things in the right category. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I cannot control so much. We can't control how many people are going to sign up for the church leaders conference. Absolutely. We can't control how many people are going to show up on a weekend service. We can control, uh, certain inputs and certain things that we do on the front end. And we want to try to be faithful. Uh, we want to get those horses ready for battle, as you said, yeah. which is really good. So I think that's one way that why this is so helpful is just helps you identify a source of frustration. I don't know about you, John, but sometimes I just feel like leadership is this endless game of whack-a-mole. And especially in the, in the church world where it is so hard to measure success. And that's yeah. another yeah. reason why I think this distinction between goals and desires is so helpful. It just allows you just to remind yourself of there's so much we cannot control the hearts of men and women. Like we cannot change them on our own. Mm-hmm. And so what can we do? Uh, we can love the person who's in front of us. We can study diligently. We can host people well. We can return phone calls. We can return emails. We can say yes to lunches. We can have the coffees. We can engage in awkward or difficult conversations. That's what we can do. And then the rest is up to the Lord. We're mm-hmm. desperate for the Lord to send rain to, to grow the crops. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so I, that's another reason why I, I find this, this helpful. And, um, and then I, I think sometimes too, it's just easy to feel like a victim as a leader that really you just good. sit there and just go, it's because of what everybody else is not doing, which is why we are n- not where I want us to be and just start to blame other people. 
And, uh, and so I think, again, this distinction helps to remind us that now I'm just, my desires are not being met right now. That's why there's this frustration. I've got to remember to control what only I can control. So good. It's a great way to live, yeah. you know, live as if there actually is uh, a God in heaven who is in control and uh, you be faithful and be obedient today and sleep. Yes. Um, go to bed. Yes, I like it. All right. Well, why don't we just give uh, leaders a couple of things that they can do with all this? I mean, I, I would say one thing that has been helpful as it, even I just talked about thinking 30, 60, 90 day yeah. increments. Yeah. Don't don't sit there and try to just go, okay, for the next five years, I'm going to map out all my goals and desires. They're, your desires are going to change probably and uh, over time. And so just think 90 days at a time. So that's one thing. John, organizationally, what are some ways that leaders can apply this principle? That's a great question. Um, okay. Uh, last night, uh, let me, I'll just give you a, uh, I'll let you read my mail. Last night I sent an email to my team and said, Hey guys, um, come, come Monday. Uh, I want you to have the five things that you want people uh, to leave with when they leave uh, the church leaders conference mm-hmm. here in April. So they, they would, in my mind, I'm thinking like equipped, inspired, um, you know, connected, wh- whatever those are. And so I said, uh, write your five, send them to this person. We're going to come, we're going to argue about them and we're going to pick our five that we're going to chase down. So, um, so then, uh, what we'll do is we'll, we'll write those out and we'll say, that's what we're chasing. Those will be desires. And we can't fully control uh, whether someone walks off our campus uh, on Thursday afternoon, having experienced all those, but we we have a lot to say about all the preparation that we do um, to get there. And so we'll just reverse engineer uh, that and say, if we, if we wanted someone to leave uh, feeling um, inspired, what, what do we have? What, what is it that we can do? What would we have to do? What, uh, what knobs would we have to turn? Yeah. So you could say that. So, um, I think, you know, you and I were talking about if you wanted to be a welcoming church, so that's our, that's our desire. We desire to be a place where people, uh, find it easy to connect. Well, then you can back that up and say, what would that look like? And, and so one of the things we do here is first impressions. And so if someone puts in, um, our Sunday morning or on an email form. I've got a question. I've got, uh, I'd love to talk to a pastor. I've got some questions about the gospel. It, we have to, or we get to, uh, respond in two days. Yeah. Right. And so that we have said, that's our goal is to respond in two days. And I actually, this week, if you want to know the system works, it does work. I was assigned one and I'd actually was dialoguing with a guy, um, over the next couple of days, I didn't go back in and, and put that in the system. And I got, I got a little email reminder. I got, I was told on, yes. All uh, the bosses saw it. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and I, was, I, I slept just fine, but I hadn't. So, but that, that's one of the things we've done, um, is we've said, we, we want to be a church that stewards every opportunity, every interaction with people. Well, um, if that's our desire, what are some things that we can control? What are some of our goals? And that yeah. would be a great example. Here's like two days, you know, in the next two days, you have to follow up, uh, with that person that God gave us Absolutely. I mean, it was a gift that we need to steward. Yeah. Yeah. And I think about leaders, um, if, if you're uh, driving around, you're going, well, one of my gifts as a leader is I'm long on vision. I, I'm, I'm always setting visionary tracks or talking about what could be, and that's, that's what I'm good at, and I inspire people that way. That's awesome. We are not telling you to, to change that. That is such a gift to the church that, that is needed. Your organization, your church needs you to be a visionary. But what that might mean is for some of your staff that they may not know how to fulfill that vision or mm-hmm. what are steps that's that they can take. Really and so it's even just going one step farther, like you were trying to do with, uh, with your team, with church leaders conference It's going, okay, so we want everybody to feel inspired. That's a great vision. Everybody gets excited about that. Now, 
So what are we going to do to do that? And it's just, it's just that one extra conversation can really start to motivate the troops under you and just go, okay, this is now I know what to do every day to try to achieve that. So I think organizationally this, this applies. So it applies personally, as you think about your own life, it applies organizationally. And then I I think one of the last ways is as a leader, you're going to be coaching others. And this is, this is a great coaching point as you're listening to other young leaders or peers uh, the person at the church across town sends you an email and says, I just want to take you to lunch and pick your brain. And uh, he or she is discouraged and you're listening well, and you're going to be a good friend. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've brought out that sheet of paper, folded it in half and went through with somebody just going, it sounds like you're getting these two things mixed up. And there's just this sense of relief that comes over people going, you're right. I have been, I have been so frustrated that the, that these desires are not being met. And so I think it's a great coaching tool to share with others as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So think about if, if the goals and desires, if that, um, candidly that, that can be difficult for me to, to keep straight, uh, in my head. And I really do like the whole activities and outcomes, yeah. you know, so what, whatever it whatever is, words are, uh, yeah. this is, this is proven, uh, lots of people use this in lots of different settings uh, because it works. And I think it's a, it'd be a great gift to you, a great gift to those that you lead. And I can't, I think a, a really candidly, a, a very Christian response to leadership. Yeah. I am going to do what I can do and I will trust God and sleep so well uh, tonight. That is, that is a great way to live. I like it. Well, if you have any questions or comments on today's episode or topics you'd like for us to consider for future episodes, feel free to contact us via email. We can be reached at clp at watermark.org. If you like what you heard today, please rate and review the show. That helps people find us. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you again next time. 